appall the sheer number of words in my notes that are red underlined right now, most of which end in the word NADO. Um, I really don't want to add them to the dictionary because I have some terrible vision of my word dictionary hanging out with the other word dictionaries online and I've just filled it with fucking nonsense. One is to the other like, oh Reginald, you acquiesced to indolence once again. Apologies Lucian, lollygagging is merely a facet of my conate licentiousness. Hey guys, fat <laughs> forstick! <laughs> Optimus Prime Hurley! <laughs> Hope I don't do a booby nado. <laughs> You're basically the new Shakespeare. <laughs> basically. that could gladly go the rest of its run without hearing the word NATO. I know what you're thinking, but we haven't had a Sharknado in five years. The first Sharknado attack in five years has occurred. To stop the formation of Sharknados before they became a threat. Did you say Boulder NATO? Regular Sharknados, a sand NATO? A shark sand NATO. A boulder NATO. A shark NATO. Oil NATO. Fire NATO. A lava NATO. Lightning NATO. It's a cow I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Nado. And today we shall be discussing Sharknado 4. Paul Nado's a pretty good fucking name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Nado. It's my wrestling name. I'm here to survey this quantity. <laughs> my poet's name. <laughs> today we shall be discussing Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. After five years without a Sharknado attack, they're back. Oh my god. Go, go, go! It's the sequel to the sequel of the sequel. To the greatest movie about sharks and tornadoes that's ever existed. And this time, what happens in Vegas sure as hell won't stay there. The film this week was recommended by Nell, my girlfriend. She asked that we didn't mention that, because we watched it together and she hated it. Thanks, Nell. The fourth entry into the inexplicably ongoing Sharknado franchise. Uh, Sharknado is a portmanteau of shark, a large two-fed fish, and tornado, by which the film means twister. Oh, okay. Yeah. I looked up Sharknado in my word dictionary, and it's, it was very glad to furnish me with a very <laughs> it was extensive... like, I got you, buddy! <laughs> Come with Don't me! Don't worry! <laughs> uh, this denotes the basic premise of these movies, that a tornado picks up sharks and begins hurling them at unsuspecting members of the public in Tara Reid. Uh, the film comes care of The Asylum, a movie production house that primarily deals in mockbusters. Mm. Those are movies that try to draw unsuspecting grandparents to buying them when buying DVDs for their grandkids. They've made movies like Tomb Invader, Operation Dunkirk, Sinister Squad, Ghost Hunters. Uh, my favourite, Independence Day. That's Independent Apostrophe S Day. Nice. <laughs> Very good. I did wonder where you were and going course, with that. Independence Doy? <laughs> That's not a word. Independence Doily. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Transmorphers. Of course. Because someone needed to make a worse version of that fucking film. Independence DIY? What would this be like without the production value? <laughs> largely the same oh man in addition to mockbusters they also specialize in fish-based antics like mega shark versus giant octopus mm. uh which in turn has led to big budget mock mockbusters like the upcoming statham vehicle the meg is that what that is 
I'm pretty sure it's an attempt to capitalize on the Megalodon f- series that fucking the Asylum was using oh. to rip off Jaws. God, I bet it's produced by 60-year-old guys. Do you remember when that butter company started using <laughs> Weeble animations? <laughs> Yay! And it was like, oh, this is in touch. This is pretty, this is on the pulse. <laughs> oh shit, it's not working. Does anybody have a punk legends fucking phone number? Do you remember when adverts started uh, using memes? <laughs> Yeah, I remember being on the on the tube and seeing a poster, and it was it was I think it was using the dog the dog meme. Oh yeah, like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is fresh. Yeah, do you remember memes? Yeah, well, I you know being a resident of London, just mainly on the tubes, the adverts for have you refinanced your mum? <laughs> have you considered it and using it to bet against f- futures? I mean, you, sh- you should. <laughs> it's worth thinking about. You're not, you're not poor, are you? <laughs> God no. Look at the person next yeah. to you. He's poor. <laughs> Have you considered stabbing him? <laughs> yeah, it's that. And then t- those little posters on the tube for Innocent Smoothies, which at seven o'clock in the morning on a full train just seem really fucking patronising. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had your fruity wooties for the day? <laughs> oh, on the way to your jobby wob. You've got to get to work and stimulate the economy. <laughs> None of our board of directors pay their taxes. We need you to do it, please. <laughs> oh, I love London. Yay! It's a fucking magical place of dreams and business suits. Ugh. The Asylum also makes the Sharknado movies. <laughs> uh, the sixth and apparently final entry of which will feature time travel, Nazis, dinosaurs, knights, and Noah's Ark. Uh, the one we watched had Gary Busey. <laughs> Weigh them up much the same. <laughs> oh, fuck. These movies had surprisingly middling reviews. Like, as high as middling. Um, except mm. the first one that has 82 fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes somehow. What Based year was this? 17 dudes. That's 2009 something. Yeah, primitive year. Primitive yeah. age, mate. <laughs> District 9. Savages. No one knew what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until Sharknado 3, which saw a drop off and has bottomed out so far with Sharknado 4. Mm. However, only most of the critics said some variation of the phrase that it jumped the shark, which... Uh, Demonstrates surprisingly restraint, because I'd have done it. What did Peter Bradshaw write? <laughs> Something. He didn't. He drew an inflammatory <laughs> picture of a shark being slaughtered in can. He drew a picture of himself turning into a shark. Uh, Les Chappelle, or Les mm-hmm. Chappelle perhaps, at the AV Club, said what was once a guilty pleasure has now said farewell to the pleasure part of that equation, and what's left is so much light and noise that sweeps away the things to appreciate. Well, whimsical review from several chapels there. <laughs> and I also, I also mean, you know, it, it, j- j- uh, never mind. <laughs> I was, I was gonna... <laughs> Leaving that in. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's, it's just not worth it. Katie Stotzel, mm-hmm. uh, the young folk, said <laughs> damn <kids>. things just <laughs> damn kids. Things just weren't as fun this time around. Yeah. It's always, always bittersweet that young love. You're young and crazy and in love with Sharknado. Look, I was going to make this the first time around with uh, Le Chappelle's review, but but both of these reviews could be translated to something about masturbating. And I'm glad I've, ma- <laughs> I'm glad I've made it now. I'm not on board because I'm, I'm seeing both of these as uh, analogous to jerking the old, you know, jerking the old sausage to you know, I- squeezing the old baton to, you know, to, you know, ringing the old tube. Stimulating the old economy. Stabbing the old, you know, mother. Cutting the old service. (laughs) Still in London mode. But it seems like the public still hunger for the premise. Uh, The premise being sharks in a tornado or twister. You know, hungering for the old, you know, premise. (laughs) We master at Amazon 
Ooh. Oh, that's an outdated skill set, isn't it? <laughs> but not going to get you far. He just never made the transition to Switch. He couldn't. All those uh, Wii U mass, uh, lessons, wasted. Stop thinking in London terms, city boy. <laughs> Look, he needs to take some management training or he's not going to get anywhere. Wii Master, Amazon, yeah. who gave it five stars, wow. uh, said, bought this as a gift. The person was very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but this is someone who has mastered the Wii, Paul, so Jesus Christ. Wow! <laughs> First he was excellent at Twilight Princess, and now this! <laughs> very impressed. <laughs> Can I quote oh you God. in a review um, <laughs> in saying that? No. Shit. He had to give it to three different people, all of whom were very impressed until one was finally happy to be quoted. <sighs> my God. Our care mode was very impressed. <laughs> Barbara Dickens, no relation, also at Amazon, in her five-star review, mm-hmm. uh, said, really great film. Wonder, are they going to make more? Could be interesting if they do. Could be a lot of things. It's fun to speculate. <laughs> Stop talking in London terms. Speculate is not a London term. It's a stock term. Is it? It's a city term. Don't try and hide it in in film talk. (laughs) Your lingo is all shit. (laughs) There's no speculation in film. (laughs) Everything is hard, cold fact. That's why we like it. Paul, you Paul Nado. Hi, Nado. What's one thing about Shark Nado, Four Nado, the fourth Nado awakens Nado, that made you want to do a chainsaw massacre whilst driving driving Christine down a yellow brick road using the Force? Grease two. Gilbert Gottfried was in this. Yes, he was. And he was pl- and he was playing a man called Ron McDonald. <laughs> and that just about says in says it all. <laughs> Need we say more? <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> oh. Damn. Opening text crawl, which very oh, punchful. Gosh punchfully and unimaginatively tells you that there's not any Sharknados anymore. I haven't been for five yeah. years because some fucking guy set up a network of satellites. This this is a man called Aston Reynolds and he's the head of Astropod or something like that. Or Anyway, he's the head of a, the, he's the business guy. He's like John C. McGinley, but in this film. And he's yeah. prevented another Sharknado from happening by doing something to the atmosphere. He's, yeah, he can shoot them with a big pod. Yeah, and boom, no more Sharknados. But he has made a, mm-hmm. a tower in Las Vegas Yes, made of has. sharks and water. So just just to show how not a Sharknado is never, ever not going to happen. Not Look how confident I am. I can surround myself with the motherfuckers. Yeah. Meanwhile, excellent shark killer Finn, what's his name? Yeah. Shepard. Shepard. Oh, yes, I must remember Shepard, seeing as it's the surname of every fucking character in this film. He's hanging out with his... Okay, we need, I need to consult the tree here. His mum mm-hmm. and his... Daughter, son, son, yes, yep. well done, and um, and his niece, and, yes, cousin Gemini. Hey everyone, cousin Gemini is coming. What's that about my cousin Gemini? Daddy, 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 cousin Gemma's coming over to pick you up. Come on, Gil, say goodbye to your cousin Gemini. We gotta go. Your, my cousin Gemini is coming. Have I not mentioned her in the last four movies? Well, I have a cousin Gemini, <laughs> and here she comes. Were you talking about me? No, my cousin is also called Gemini. <laughs> yes, it's Finn and Gemini are going to Las Vegas. Yes, she changes into an outfit that has a plunge so killer, it's mm. practically a genocide of plunge. <laughs> that not even Keanu Reeves would make it. <laughs> Point break reference. That's that's what surfers do, isn't it? <laughs> they plunge the curve. <laughs> plunge the big old salty blue. Shit up that wave. <laughs> Sorry, bro, gotta plunge that sweet salty curve. He died the way he lived. 
Yes, Carrot Top is very irritating for just a few minutes. Carrot Top is furious. My son's on military leave. Military leave? That's nice. You must be proud. Drop and give me 40! Keep your eyes on the road. I got this. Not my first rodeo. I got this. Be careful in this town, by the way. This is a nutty place. You might get in trouble. But yes. no, no, never mind, because he'll be out of his misery soon. They go to Las Vegas because his son, his other son, Armyman, is parachuting married out of a plane. <laughs> He's up in a plane, he says. Yeah. And then they jump out of a plane yeah. onto a Las Vegas building, as is the tradition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as is totally allowed. <laughs> um, in this world, they're all there on top of this building with uh, Aston Reynolds going just to remind yeah. everyone, no more Sharknadoes. Well, then there's a Sharknado. Then there's a Sharknado. Oh, no. Ah, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Ah. With, with, with no ceremony whatsoever, a Sharknado appears. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> It's a, it's Murders a, a few people in improbable and unimpressive ways. Yeah, basically Hacksaw Ridge happens. And yes. then they escape. They escape. They In a car that they'll yeah. be safe in, yeah. but then they won't be safe yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, Carrot Top's dead. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, they ride a pirate <laughs> ship down Las Vegas Strip. Yep. And a fucking flood. Bud from uh, Married with Children is there. Oh. And uh, they use a cutlass to kill some sharks. Yep. Uh, someone paradives onto the ship and then a sign blocks the way. Uh, we're about 20 minutes in. Yeah. And then we get an opening credit sequence. Yes. The, the opening credit sequence straight from Cut Camera and Saving Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and uh, they I know dubbed that festive in. cheer was, was in us all. After that, Paul, yeah. what the fuck happens? <laughs> Let's pick up on some family members. David Hasselhoff has returned from the moon uh, and is now practicing with some mm-hmm. sort of weird mech suit. And his granddaughter, Claudia, is helping him out. Who looks like a China doll? Very believably, David Hasselhoff's granddaughter, though I think. Yes, definitely. She's going to grow up to the pair. What a yeah. very attractive pair. Grow up pair. to be in Baywatch. <laughs> Speaking of not which, um, yeah. Tara Reid and her great <laughs> and her dad, dad, her dad, Gary Busey. Open the door. No, I'm not going to open the door for you. You stay in here. This is where you belong. Open the door. No. I'm not going to open the door for you. You stay in here. The scientist. She apparently died in the last one, but he's kept her alive using bad CGI. Brought her back as a robot woman. And if he seems slightly jaded, it's because he's got his eyes on that sweet, salty curve, which he never quite made. (laughs) Catherine Bigelow wouldn't let him. He never killed that plunge. So, yes, nobody knows that she's alive is the point. So the four uh, shepherds that we know about, Finn, Gemini, who's his cousin, we should point out, uh, oh, his yeah. son, Matt, and the chick he's married. They all yep. decide to go back to Kansas, but then, oh no, another Sharknado. I think they kill a celebrity that I didn't recognize. Uh, maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of celebrities in here. And by celebrity, any- anyone you've ever seen on TV? I think several seconds after I saw Jedward, I stopped remembering what Jedward was. I was still reeling from the fact that Gary Busey produced Tara Reid. <laughs> It could happen. <laughs> Chaos theory. She was a sweet salty curve. Reed Watchman. <laughs> now, they blow up the Grand Canyon, which yep. stops the Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, that guy does. What's his name? Reynolds. Aston Reynolds. Aston Reynolds yep. blows up the ga- Grand Canyon. Yep. The Gand Canyon. The Grand Cranston. Yeah. And that stops everything. Meanwhile, in Texas, they buy some chainsaws off of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep. Is he still a racist? Apparently not. Um, <laughs> um, Separate an artist from their art, mate. Yes. And truly, this is his art. Um, there's an oil nado, led by a fire nado. <laughs> Two shark nados start get they get together and they start making out. Um, they have a whirlwind, yeah. a whirlwind romance. Obviously, <laughs> <they spoke laughs> wow! Oh, 
Oh, God. God almighty. Just, God. I'm going to need a minute. You just pulled that one right wow. out of the air, didn't you? They get away from all these things. They chainsaw some more fish in terrible-looking CGI shots. They get on another mode of transport and run away very quickly. We get more shots of Aston fucking Reynolds discussing how to reverse the polarity or some shit nobody knows about. The guy out of Lava Lantula shows up, and he's got Christine for some fucking reason out of Christine. <laughs> the Christine, uh, what's-her-name story where she shot herself on TV? You know that one? Yeah, the car from that. To be honest, I think it might be Retribution, because in Sharknado 1, there's a scene where they find a movie car, a movie vehicle rental shop, and in the next shot, they're driving a car that's not from any movie. So maybe they were like, ooh, maybe four films further on, we should actually live up on that promise. They're, they're, they're on a plane, and they come up with a big old plan to, to finally beat the Sharknados, because... There's one, there's one left. Well, Tara Reid reunites with them at some stage. After holding a car over her head for an improbably long amount yeah. of time, carrying out a very lengthy and awkward conversation with yes. a child. Yes, <laughs> a completely needless conversation with a child. Do you trust me, she says, yeah. then get out from under this car. <laughs> that I'm holding up. Finn is like, hmm, I said something incredibly awkward and improbable. Tara Reid? <laughs> I thought you were dead. And she runs over to him, but not before running to running classes to learn to move like a real human. She never made it. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, great. Yeah. Doesn't matter that you're a robot. I, I love you. Let's make this work. We'll find a way to make this work. <laughs> so long as you've got a heart. Well, actually, I have a Dyson vacuum cleaner. That's okay. Yeah. As long as you've got a heart. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you've got something with a chamber in it. They always just say that love sucks. Anyway, <laughs> they get rid of uh, the hail nado and the lava nado, but there's mm-hmm. a cow nado that has then become a lightning nado. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Then a nuke nado. Yes, because, because it goes near a nuclear power plant filled with radioactive sharks. This is the thing, it's very clever. So the astropods don't work on it anymore because it's radioactive. Um, oh, I need that explained to me in a few more scenes. <laughs> so they do that on a plane. Yeah, Astro Mendel <laughs> shows up and he then squirrel jumps. Squirrel jumps? He jumps in a squirrel suit. I think yes. that's the technical he, term. He dresses up as a squirrel and jumps out of the plane and it doesn't work. Yeah. He, he Googled it wrong. <laughs> in retrospect, it was a bad plan. He collides with the crew of the Point Break remake and they slice him up. Just trying to skew that salty curve. He was trying to get in the Osaki 8, one of which is ride the Sharknado. He dies and the Niagara falls, so yeah. he before he can get into the mech suit, that's it, they've got a mech suit to denuke the Nuknado. Uh, Niagara and falls. Then- yeah, yeah. Niagara Falls. He dies, so the rest of them go down. Yeah. There's a fight. Finn wears the mech suit. He has chainsaws on his arms. Tara Reed has, like, lasers and stuff. Yep. They fight sharks for a while. Timmy falls in the water. A bunch of family members get eaten by sharks, including Finn. Yes. They get out of the ocean. All the, sh- the shark thing works. They get rid of the Sharknado. They then cut open several sharks in order to free various family members. It's a Matryoshka shark. Use a couple of radioactive sharks as the sharkulators. <laughs> yep. And um, resurrect Finn. Everything's fine. The movie ends with the fastest moving credits you've ever seen in a fucking movie. Yes. Yes, it does. Which made me think there was going to be a post-credit sequence because it was rushing through. It didn't want people to leave the cinema or Netflix before that moment. Even though Netflix did try very, very hard to move me onto a trailer for another film. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> so wait, did you not see Aston Kutcher survived the squirrel suit accident and actually came out of the river? No, I saw that. Um, oh, okay. in the corner of the screen. They put that in. Yeah. They call that a post-credit shot, but it's it's really not. It's a during. It's an awkwardly during credits shot. It's three seconds after the the beginning of the lightning speed credits. <laughs> it's, yeah. So he's fine. Probably. Who cares? Mm. Anyway, I have a technical point okay. to make before. 
we move on with our discussion of Sharknado 4, the fourth Shark Awakens. Oh? A word on movies that are so bad they're good. Yes. It really has to be by accident. Yes. A filmmaker has to be earnestly trying to create something and fail to do so with humorous results. Look at The Room, or Samurai Cop, or The Miami Connection. The utter obliviousness of the production is a huge part of your enjoyment of that. And that's what defines so bad it's good. It's a failure that's amusing. Now, trying to create something that's so bad it's good is what you're making is a comedy. Yes. Something like um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is brilliant, but it's a brilliant comedy. It's just that the brand of comedy is camp. You know, over-the-top things happening, earnest lines in absurd situations, Mm. being over-the-top, and bad-looking special effects. Those are all jokes that you're trying to do. Yes, and they are pulled off with a certain technical brilliance in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place that is Absolutely. largely absent from Sharknado The Fourth Awakens. She's saying there's something supernatural going on. It's witchy woman whittering and it wants nothing out of the wick. This is a place of science, after all. Something supernatural, you say? That sounds bang up your alley, Dag. Aren't you an expert in the arcane and black arts? That was a long time ago, Sanch. Got my fingers burnt. Well, it can count me out, Reed. It's all voodoo nonsense as far as this cat's concerned. Fair enough. Yeah, it's... It's more boring bad than funny bad for mm. the most part. Flat performances, terrible editing that really isn't funny. Funny editing is like inexplicably cutting to something for no reason. Yes. Like Samurai Cop with the sort of facial reactions it cuts yes. to at various points. Or lingering on something for way too long. Mm. That's funny editing. This is just bad editing in as much as it's hard to tell what's going on. Yes, the, the camera was at such a distance from the characters faces that it looked like the versus screen on street fighter <laughs> you, you, you never got a, you never had a sense of place like from any anything yeah. that happened and there's a lack of charm to it largely because you know of where it's come from like the cgi is terrible yeah. and it really affects my ability to enjoy this apparently amusing like violence moments it's just that the cgi mm. is awful the death scenes are characters writhing about the place while cgi blood is placed on top of them and a cgi shark sometimes yes. um if you look at yes. something like the incredible bulk it's terrible, but it has a charm because it's clearly one fucking guy using, like, the the standard animation that came with his editing software. Mm. And it's funny for that reason. This was made by, like, a big... Well, not big, but, you know, a company. Cynically made in order to try and get money. Um, and some of the CGI is just, like, bad actual blockbuster CGI. Like, there's one shot that really reminded me of Batman and Robin. So when Robin's like mm. paragliding down, it's very similar to the sun doing it in the opening sequence. It's not bad yeah. enough, and it's not coming from a true enough place. That is the difference. When you're watching Garth and Ringer's Dark Place, yeah. you've got people making it involved, like Richard Aoadi, mm. who is a genius in his own right. Yeah. You know, and whenever something happens there, with the exception of one scene that comes to mind, everything else is is just so clever and well thought out. Yeah, it is just brilliantly clever. With this. When there's a bad shot or a bad line, like, for five years, for five successful years, there's not been one Sharknado. It's it's like, are you, is that just a really badly delivered line or are you, are you hamming it up? I really think that they thought that just by peppering the various nados yeah. around the script, they would make it ridiculous and funny. But there's very, and they occasionally have sort of very grim one-liners. And it's very difficult for me to say why they don't work. Lines like, um, Viva Las Vegas. Well, know, it doesn't make ir- any sense. Irrespective not... of anything. Yeah. yeah, but shouldn't it not making sense be part of its funniness? I mean, I find the writing really bad in this because 
funny in this context would be over the top action lines or cliches or just awkwardly mm. delivered dialogue. Like if you think of Amir Shirvan. Now I'm telling these son of a bitches that we respect the Japanese of this country who are honest businessmen. And yeah, this is the land of opportunity for legitimate business, not for death merchants. Now I'm telling these motherfuckers that if they continue killing our children to make their precious millions that they deposit in their secret Swiss bank accounts. You motherfuckers. <laughs> like, the delivery just isn't on that, on par with that. This is yeah. written like a Roland Emmerich movie. And I know I say this every week about every movie we talk about, but it really should have been a Dunkirk-style survival movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Which Sharknado kind of was. It's just about a family trying to get away from a Sharknado. This, there's all sorts of attempts to fix the Sharknado and thing and get a dispersal device in here, and it's so dull. Yeah, you don't need that. I, th- I think... I mean, I haven't seen any of the other Sharknados, but to me, it felt like this has an inordinate amount of cameos. Yes, Jesus Christ. It is starring about 200 ancillary B-list celebrities. Yeah. And th- it just makes me think that everyone's on board at this stage. Yeah, it's a little too knowing. Yeah, it's like, you know, remember when Big Brother came out and it was this interesting social experiment and then the second one came out and you think, oh, it's interesting to see how people react once the second, now the, the first yeah. one's been out and gotten really famous and come Big Brother 5, mm. like, oh, there's a there's a transvestite, there's a homophobe and... Um, Throwing these things into a room and seeing them fight. The idea of running out of ideas isn't necessarily that bad because that's mm. part of the thing is you make it more outlandish and crazy. The problem is that they just don't really, they think the idea is enough. And it seems like that has been the case since the first one. Like, the idea of sh- sharks in a tornado and a mm. guy's going to kill them with chainsaws is enough. And all you need to do is, like, rearrange the furniture around it. But it's not enough. Not for five movies. Again, I didn't see Machete 2, but I'm pretty sure that bombed. Yeah, it wasn't good. Because it's 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 a gimmick, and the, the first time the novelty is enough to get it through. But yeah. when you do a second one, you can't just do the novelty again. Yeah. Because it's not novelty. Or try and just up it every time. You need yeah. a different thing. And and I guess, I mean, what they tried to do with this one was by they were creating all these new NADOs. Yeah. And it was it was kind of funny sometimes. Like I said to you earlier that reading the Wikipedia entry for this, yeah. this plot was way more entertaining than the film itself. <laughs> the matter-of-factness of a Wikipedia entry yes. just increases the absurdity of, of this. Yes, it's not quite the same when it's being screamed at you by Gilbert Gottfried, although the newscasters, I really did enjoy it when they were talking about the various lava nados and such. Yeah. Okay, if you're just joining us, three powerful Sharknado storms have ripped through the United States. San Francisco, Salt Lake, and Seattle, they were all attacked by a hail nado. In Yellowstone, a lava nado formed. But two have been stopped, the lava nado and hail nado. And the lightning nado? Um, uh, Natalie, I'm afraid it is not good news. They were they were very that good. Reminds, they were quite straight-faced. Yeah. That reminded me of the, is it the Denslow Cup in basketball when um, the news reporters <laughs> are talking about this, like the 58 discrete rounds that each team <laughs> has to go through to get to the final of this cup. So if the Bears beat Detroit and Denver beats Atlanta in the American Southwestern Division East Northern, then Milwaukee goes to the Denslow Cup. Unless Baltimore can upset Buffalo and Charlotte ties Toronto, then Oakland would play LA and Pittsburgh in a blind choice round robin. And if no clear winner emerges from all this, a two-man sack race will be held on consecutive Sundays until a champion is crowned. It, it did have some moments, and this is sure. the this is the thing. There was a lot of there are some really good tongue-in-cheek moments, and mm. sometimes the lines really worked. But another one that I think of was when he, like they swerve around Elv- uh, like an Elvis impersonator in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he says something like, hail to the king when he drives past. And it's like, that doesn't, that's not even 
craply yeah a, a one-liner is it... like what are the layers of of comedy here the idea that oh finn yeah. thought that was a good thing to say therefore that's funny or the writers which are supposedly like yeah. it's implying a sort of level of narrative which of course you know dark place preyed upon by having the actual uh, a secondary level of awareness here by having the production actually involved within yeah. the narrative you know the, the actors are playing actors playing characters and the actors are terrible you know so yeah you've got that double layer there we don't have that here yeah. are we to suppose that that was we're laughing because that was a funny line that the hypothetical writers of sharknado liked you know it, it's messy there were several times when i could when i compared this in my mind to sound of thunder with the levels of crapness yeah. the acting the action the scenery the green screen the you cgi know. yeah and it's way more entertaining in sound of thunder because it was unintentional and they were trying to do they were trying yeah. to make an interesting film but with this it's 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 a cynical it's, studio it's, piece that's pretending to be a lot of fun it's pretending to be deadpool but without someone behind it i feel yeah. who for one thing is it's very difficult to come into it at this stage because everything is a reference everything is a nod and a wink and when one character turns around and says who's that guy and then like ups his his shirt collar i was like who the fuck was that was that a reference to a previous sharknado turns out to be a reference to grease too like why is christine in this well again it's making that age-old mistake of thinking that cameoing better people and referencing better films makes your film better when it it doesn't all it does is weigh you down it reminds you of better films that you'd rather be watching exactly and 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 again why why are you referencing this it's not scary movie why you why are you making all these references and and if you're gonna make references why aren't there more independence day references or more like apocalypse film references yeah this isn't a Um, satire of disaster movies is the thing it's just a very straightforward disaster movie with the odd terrible piece of cgi more more often than not it just comes off as a really bad disaster movie yeah then that's it i think the intentional so bad it's good is a satire movie isn't it it's a spoof Mm. you're going on like well established tropes but you're looking at how they can go wrong or or you know subverting expectations with it which is what a satire or a spoof does really well which i think is what like a hot shots yeah would do really well um but this what yeah this wasn't a send-up of disaster movies it was just no, it was just taking it like one layer further up or making yeah. it a little absurd like have the exact same yeah. re- scene written the exact same way it would be in a roland emmerich movie except now they're saying cownado every now and then and that's yeah. the comedy I enjoyed bits of it, but after come the hour mark, I'd fully, thoroughly lost interest. Okay, let's quick fire. Quick fire. Um, he does some good kid aerobics at the beginning yes. of the film. Finn does. He just picks up the kid and sort of twirls him around like a baton. <laughs> yeah, do what I want. <laughs> and again, a a, a better movie would have had him uh, be replaced by a dummy at that stage. Yes. And he would have been an obvious dummy being twirled around by Finn. But, you know, yeah. it was sweet. They had a nice thing. Yeah, it was actually a nice father-son moment. So that was it good. Um, just before they, when they leave to go to Las Vegas, Gil shouts, don't go to prison. And to me, having never seen yeah. another Sharknado, that just seems apropos of nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be a great sort of out of context spoof moment. Yeah. And I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that it is absolutely that. I like the fact that I completely fucking forgot who Matt was seconds after he was introduced because I've written here in the notes, that's a nice wedding couple. I wonder who they are. (laughs) (laughs) He was literally on the phone with the Finn character moments ago, but he does have one of those faces. One of those nowhere faces. Like a bit of uh, chip paper that's had too much grease on it and gone see-through. 
Yes, yeah, like that. We're on the same page, mate. <laughs> same greasy page. The delivery of... I know what you're thinking, but we haven't had a Sharknado in five years. <laughs> Made me laugh. That was pretty good. Oh, what's her name? The character who plays uh, Gemini, the cousin of uh, the mm. other characters. Um, when she does the stunt of sort of diving off the hotel, which is clearly like, you know, up at the O2, that thing that you can use to climb over. It's clearly yeah. an actual like amusement they have there, jump off this building and like a suspended yeah. fall. Um, she stays in character. She, she never reacts going like woohoo or anything like that. She's strictly no business and she takes a killer plunge. God, she does. Right into her own breasts. <laughs> There, there are a lot of uh, a lot of sexy women in this, and um, <laughs> oh, it, it was it, it was like a Neville Dean Taylor film, basically, where <laughs> all the all the supporting cast were just were just attractive women, yeah, with with big boobies around the place all things. the time. It's uh, very empowering, and but there were two <laughs> there were two women operating the radars or something like that in Aston Reynolds Corporation. I think they might and- be the Baywatch chicks. Oh, are they the like, Baywatch chips? Because there's chips? a reunion with um, chips, <laughs> the Baywatch <laughs> chips. Cool, lovely. I love those chips. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him chicken in a bear. <laughs> oh, chips does sound like a like an horrible with a capital O man term for attractive woman, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, look at them chips. Just going out for some fish and chips. Oh, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm sorry, men. We're not. Uh, we're not like that. <laughs> yes, you are. So resume your point about the beautiful women look, in this film. The lovely pair of chips on in this uh, in this scene were <laughs> the they chips were operating that. these. They're operating the radars, but they were like, they were made up, but they just looked so fucking clueless when they, <laughs> when they were doing it. And I don't know what they were trying to say with this or what they were trying to do, but I just appreciated how awful that was. <laughs> yeah. I've written down, never mind that shit, here's a Sharknado. And I think that's in reference to just how lackadaisical the introduction of the fucking Sharknado was at the beginning of this film. It was like, well, we also never had the a train. Yeah. <laughs> it was just when they were standing on top of that building in Las Vegas and they're like, yep, yeah, we've never haven't had one in five years. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. That's a Sharknado. Um, Aston Raston, when he's um, sort of dismissing the guys um, after sort of asking them to come and join yep. them, he, he makes some sort of offer, but then he gestures them mm. off and says, back to your world. <laughs> Which I liked as a way of dismissing people. Down your own end. <laughs> you useless chips. <laughs> Get out of my life. <laughs> there's a there's a nice old rip off of Pirates of the Caribbean on the, on the boat. Oh uh, yeah, not you know n- not the Pirates of the Caribbean theme plays. <laughs> I and, love that uh, theme. <laughs> yeah. I really like the fact that the one of the reporters has an eye patch. <laughs> it's just and it's never mentioned. I assume it was acquired in a previous Sharknado, but I kind of yeah, hope it isn't. And she's just an eye patched reporter chick. Uh, out of interest, we can cut this. But Gary uh, Gary Busey, he hasn't had a stroke. I don't think he's had a stroke. Why? Why is his face? <laughs> he's doing something like a. He seems to have like a tick in this one. Like he's doing some sort of weird kind of weird shuffly thing. But he does that in real life too. Is the thing? Maybe he's just has really method. Has he had Bell's palsy or something? Because he doesn't have a lot of movement in one side of his face. And I don't even mean this for a, for a joke. I'm serious. Um, <laughs> is he all right? Look, can someone find out about is, Gary Busey? Is Gary Busey all right? Hashtag Gary Busey. Are you all right? <laughs> Somebody at him. Um, we'll fight. We'll get to the bottom yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you okay? I'm Nick. I'm Nick Nolte. God damn it! Oh <laughs> shit! Every time. God, we hired Nick Nolte again. <laughs> Welcome to the first um, day of recording on Warrior, Mister um, Mister Busey. Um, <laughs> yeah, sh- sure, whatever. I could be Gary Busey. <laughs> I could play, play that. that. <laughs> oh fuck! Damn it. Um, there is there is a line delivered very deadpan. Dispatch, we have a tornado with boulders and I believe sharks heading toward this train. 
and it's the, the oh yeah by the guy on the on the yeah phone. the conductor the dead the deadpan it's the deadpan yeah. yeah it's good Hasselhoff is convincingly angry at uh, Gary Busey for having keeping the secret of Tara Reid away from him he actually does a face doesn't he yeah he's, he's he does a real turn. face yeah I actually do you know what I actually actually almost felt something when he did that there was his his eyes moistened and so his did nose I moistened he began growling and his yeah. hair started falling out just like in Baywatch <laughs> that's what Baywatch was right yeah. yeah uh Nell was absolutely tortured by all the Star Wars references that was great that was okay. amusing there is one um when they've all got, all got the chainsaws from not racist Dr. Bounty Hunter I don't know what happens with the Nados at this stage but Finn looks down at his chainsaw and says this isn't going to cut it <laughs> yes that's how you do it Good pun. Very good. When somebody is just fucking casually tennis racketing sharks out of the window as they fly on through. Yeah, was that a tennis player? Was that an old tennis player? I don't know who it was. I, I thought it might have been one of the main characters. Oh. Uh, but they're just sort maybe of it... fracking out the sharks. Maybe, it's quite amusing. Yeah. Maybe it was Bobby Riggs. Actual real life Bobby Riggs. Because <laughs> sharks are like women in that respect. They're not very good at tennis. <laughs> oh, you chauvinist. That's Bobby Riggs. <laughs> Ron McDonald made me laugh every single time. Yay. Every single time. Not Gilbert Gottfried, but the name Ron McDonald. Gilbert Gottfried did not make me laugh. Uh, I like the bluntness of Gilbert Gottfried. It was my, my favourite use of him was in A Million Ways to Die in the West when he shows up as Lincoln. Mm. Because just him oh, okay. taking to the... It's like a surprise. He's a trump card yeah. that you keep yeah. in deck and you just play him. He was My favourite Gilbert Gottfried appearance was uh, in The Aristocrats. <laughs> Okay. Watching Gilbert Gottfried tell his version of that <laughs> of that horrendous joke was fantastic. <laughs> Unlike anything I've ever seen. Or wish to see ever again. Um the bit where Finn fucking just picks up a shark from the from the like hind part of a shark. I don't know, sharks. And he um the tail, I'll do. Disappears. The butt of the shark. Blood remains. The casualness with which he's able to just pick it up and slam it against something is very amusing. Yes. Um, and, and then speaking of amusing, I really enjoyed the ball of twine that kept growing and building and absorbing sharks. That was really that was really funny. It was very silly and contrived, but that was an inventive way of using sharks. And I think if yeah. they'd have done more of that instead of here's yeah. another NATO, then it might have been well, I might have laughed three more times. The scene of Gemini being picked up by the wind looked quite good. And in general, it had some decent wire effects when characters had to be sort of sucked mm-hmm. around the place. Do you know what? When the when the grandma yeah. is that what she was the grandma the one who stayed home yeah yeah cool and um what's his face his son when they go into the storm shelter there's suddenly this super clear and crisp close-up shot of the the wooden door <laughs> in it like of the shelter and okay. it it's so crisply defined <laughs> like in a music video or something yeah you know like in a like in a puddle of mud video or something <laughs> very good um i really like that weird metal modern art piece in chicago they use it in source code as well it looks like mm. just a big blob of metal that you can crawl underneath and see all the reflections of that was cool mm, okay. it was in the movie slightly <laughs> do they do anything with sharks no oh gemini did a did a right old flexible kick oh i've got point. i had that i had gemini does a good kick and i couldn't remember what it was so i wasn't gonna say yeah. it <laughs> but she, we both she's, remember it yeah she kicked a shark and um her leg went right up and it was definitely her leg <laughs> so props props for the real leg congratulations on kicking a shark very well there um i really i quite like the mayor of chicago i think she was meant to be um she gets interviewed a couple of times but at one point 
Uh, she's running away from the Sharknado and the interviewer just sort of grabs her arm and turns around and she immediately snaps into interview mode, which I thought was really funny. The line from Finn when he's talking to Tara Reid. You're alive. Alive. There's nothing to figure out. It was <laughs> just too beautiful to not be to not be unintentional. <laughs> um, there's a line, I can't remember who says it to whom, but it's something like, I'm glad you weren't buried in rubble. Me too. <laughs> The, the, I think the one best thing... Actually, the original Sharknado has this too, which is way better than the rest. And really, it just works. It's the thing that works. It's the thing that you use in the trailer as a clip on YouTube mm-hmm. to get people interested. And it starts with the sun falling into Niagara Falls, and it's a terrible effect. Uh, fucking Tara Reed gets like her jetpack legs out and flies to rescue him and it looks terrible. Meanwhile, Finn is in a robot suit that looks terrible and he's doing these really awkward sort of long... He's got a wide stance and he's not mm-hmm. centered in the frame and wherever he stretches his arm, a shark just flies into the chainsaw there in order to like helpfully accommodate him. It's very good. Then there's more terrible mm-hmm. CGI. There's some... They fall... It, everybody gets swallowed by sharks and then gets cut out of sharks. They have to cut a shark out of another shark and then cut someone out of that shark. And it's just... And he's going for his dad, but he other family members keep coming yeah, out. Yeah, who he doesn't give um, a fuck about. Nice... <laughs> <laughs> Are you dad? No. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, back in the shark you go. <laughs> I'm putting you back in a shark, Gran. Um... <laughs> But and then yeah, it culminates in the shark defibrillators. It's um, which are ridiculous. They look yeah. like slippers. It's a very good little stretch, and it's genuinely mm. entertaining. And it's, I, I'd say it's what the film should have been trying to be. But I don't know if it could have held that momentum. I've written the odd short story in the past where I thought, okay, I know the end to this, and it's going to be fucking amazing. And the first <laughs> page is great. And then there's about ten pages in the middle where uh, it's really just trying to get to that final bit that I wanted to write. And yeah. that's that's it basically. It does work very very well. Those five mm. wonderful minutes because got, you've got Gil cutting through sharks. He's got real grit on his face, blood spraying all over him, and yeah. like the shark defibrillators was genuinely funny. It was yeah. proper proper laugh out loud funny. And <laughs> then oh. that crowned by the sheer speed of the credits, just yes. racing. <laughs> As if everyone were ashamed and just wanted to run out of the fucking production <laughs> as quickly as they could. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I think with The Happening, we told everyone not to just watch it as a series of YouTube clips because you're going to miss out on all the great stuff that's not yeah. as good when it's out of context. Sharknado 4, I think the YouTube clip is fine. Find a best of. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like a comp- maybe a compilation of all six would probably yeah. be a good idea. That would probably be quite good. Yeah. All right. How about that OGT? Ooh. Let me let me have a look at this OGT we've got going on here. Mm. Well, it may surprise you to learn, Paul, that very few people have seen Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> Fuck. I know. I know. I know. Let's see, because some some people must have. Some chumps. What the Cragger saw at the Cragger said it's marginally better than the fifth one. Okay. Sorry, it's marginally better than the fifth one. Is how that's written. <laughs> Good to know. Um, a lot less, a lot more doubt in that one. Which probably going to take your word for that. <laughs> I'm going to give you the power, the <laughs> judicial power of an OG team guarantee. <laughs> oh my god! A reverse one back on us. Does that mean yeah. he can make I... any OGT OGT guarantee that he wants? No, it's like a get out of jail free card. Uh, you okay. play it once and you're done, mate. <laughs> Everyone gets one. Matthew Gray, the clockwork writer, shit film extraordinaire, actually took it upon himself to watch Sharknado 4. Now that's OGT. Uh, in honor. That, that is proper OGTing. 
<laughs> OGTVIP. Fuck yeah, OGTVIP. You're an OGTVIP, Matt. Thanks for the that. The acronym's out of control. This. It's an acronado. Oh my god. Don't know about laughs, but we've got our syntax good. <laughs> this episode. It sure is syntax good. Basically, what he got from this was still got a better, better opening crawl than The Phantom Menace. That's true. It's to the point. No Liam Neeson in it, though, so... Yeah. We all know Liam Wait Neeson up. featured in The Phantom Menace text crawl. <laughs> Two Jedi Masters, brackets, one of whom is Jedi, <laughs> it's Liam Neeson. Anyone else? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, great. Let's talk about The One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. Well, uh, if we're talking about films that are so bad it's good or rather films that are intentionally so bad they're good but actually pull it off i'm gonna go with crank 2 high voltage (laughs) by my favorite directors ever neville dean taylor not really uh jason statham returns as chev chelios uh well famed world assassin yes that's right assassin of the world Uh, (laughs) only this time his heart (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna get in a world this time and i'm gonna fucking kill it again (laughs) i've been i've sent by mars (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna crank it up too. <laughs> this time, his heart has been replaced with a battery, and he must keep it juiced while he goes in search of the gang or whoever did it to him. While I can't be sure this wasn't intended to be good and not so bad, it's good. It bears all the hallmarks: the incongruous extras, the secondary cast, uh, beautiful women, um, and either friends of the director. And the film takes you on this journey that is nothing short of mental. Basically, Jason Statham attaching his nipples to various electrical devices <laughs> is literally the same film, but with a battery in his heart instead of a heart. Again, there are 70 discreet strip club scenes. He's shooting bad guys full in the face. And there's even a cameo from Maynard James Keenan. So it's got everything for you. It ends with the most ludicrous image I've ever seen, even for Neville Dean Taylor. And it basically, it keeps that pace really, really well. It doesn't let you catch your breath. Uh, until you're at the end and just wondering, you know, where the fuck have you just gone? And that's basically where Sharknado 4 fell down. <laughs> it really is. Just letting you, giving you way too many times to think. Um, <laughs> okay, I have two better things. One is okay. inspired by a brief section this movie ha- spends on a train. It's Train to Busan, a South Korean movie about a business guy traveling by train with his business daughter to Business Busan. Uh, a zombie outbreak occurs on the train and all hell viscerally breaks loose. So it's an absurd premise of zombies on a train, but it does, and it does get excessive, but it never loses sight of the stakes and it, it takes the horror very seriously. Certainly does. There are some literally gut-wrenching moments in this film. Yeah. Uh, the zombie attacks are nightmarish, just like the classics of the genre. Um, sort of 28 days later and such, it reminds you why these things are actually scary in the first place. It really um, ramps it up though. It really and, and, does. And, and, and there are certain occasions where it really does go Hacksaw Ridge on us. <laughs> Given never recovered from Hacksaw Ridge. It just... I, had a, I had a serious mental episode after that film, <laughs> during that film. <laughs> Before that film, you were just a mess. As <laughs> <laughs> it related. It's because you, fo- you keep foiling my advances. I'll keep trying. I'm going to get that sweet, sweet salt. I'm going to ride the literal salty <laughs> curve. The salty curve down the plunge. <laughs> By which I mean your butt. <laughs> He's not going to get there, listeners. Or is he? Okay. Uh, but you might be sitting there thinking. <laughs> God knows what you're sat there thinking at this stage. But Hopefully you might you're still be there. Thinking... <laughs> Hello? But you might be sat there thinking, wait, I didn't come here for zombies. I have places I go for that. I came here for killer aquatic animals in some context. Well, how about Piranhas 3D? 
the 2010 remake of the classic monster flick, directed by French extreme director Alexander Ayer of Switchblade Romance fame. Um, yeah. So first of all, as you'd expect, it's super violent. Uh, it combines horrible-looking CGI and 3D effects with some of the most upsettingly pra- well, upsettingly practical. <laughs> upsettingly practical. That's how practical they are. With some of the most upsetting practical effects I've ever seen. It's great. When someone gets chewed up by the piranhas, they turn into horrible paper dolls of chunks of flesh falling off of bone. It's awful. I love it. Uh, it has better violence than Sharknado. It has a better story of sort of pure survival than Sharknado. Um, it's more tense and it has better cameos. How many films have Richard Dreyfuss, Christopher Lloyd, and legendary porn star Gianna Michaels? This one does. And therein lies the rub, so to speak, because the film is also yeah. quite gratuitously sexual. Yeah. Uh, lots of Zack Snyder motion MTV shots of girls in bikinis, and mm. a subplot about Jack O'Connell of Kangaroo Jack infamy mm. being a porn director, and he's got real-life porn star Riley Steele, and real-life <laughs> glamour model presenter... Kelly Brooks, yeah, and they spend most of the movie underwater making out, um, and it's a shame because the main story is badass cop Elizabeth Shue and her colleague Ving Rhames trying to stop the outbreak of deadly fucking piranhas with marine biologist Adam Scott, who at one point rides a jet ski with a shotgun, and the assistance of scientist Christopher Lloyd, who is a jet ski with a shotgun spiritually. <laughs> so the nudity is top heavy, so to speak, but does leak into the excellent Gorefest finale in kind of creepy ways, like a girl gets cut in half with a steel cable and before she flops in half, her bikini top opens and, you know, shows off her breasts. It's, uh, yeah, it's gross. But get past that, <laughs> and it's a gore set piece that is paralleled only by the finale of Brain Dead. Like, a girl's hair gets stuck in a boat propeller and it pulls the skin off of her face, revealing a screaming skeleton underneath. That's the level we're at with this. So I do highly recommend it. Just try and ignore the near-constant objectification of women uh, like you do literally all of the rest of the time. You know what? Actually, fuck this movie. Watch Train to Busan. The One Better Thing. Well, thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on Facebook and Twitter, OGTPod, or you can send us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com. If you want to subscribe to us, if you haven't already, uh, I know we've been getting a few new listeners, possibly thanks to a lovely spot in the Guardian Podcast of the Week thing a few weeks ago. Thanks, Jen. Which, yeah, thanks so much, Jen. Yay. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, all good podcatchers. It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually b- before we go i just want to send all my love to fright and rabbit and uh, everyone who's ever been touched by their music mm. scott hutchison and the band helped me and other people i know through some really difficult times and it's so sad that he couldn't get the same relief so r.i.p scott you're a you're a star mm. okay good stuff i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman and remember the one good thing about shark made of four is the bit where Shark upon shark upon shark, a chainsaw through, liberating dear family members.